Hello and welcome to the Vorthos Cast. I am Lorelai Weissel, and my New Year's resolution is to destroy the Vidalian Empire. And I'm Ashley Barrow, and my New Year's resolution is to finally become a Rectos clown in real life. Happy New Year to everybody. Welcome to 2019. Our show took one week off at the end of last year because it's the holiday and we can do what we want. But we are back! And we are in the midst of Ravnica Allegiance previews, which we are not going to talk about yet. As we mentioned in our last episode, instead of picking our way through the previews as they come out, we're going to talk about all the flavored gems in a single episode to make all that easier to find and follow. So stay tuned for that in a couple weeks. But as we are getting closer to the release of the second Ravnica set, we do want to start talking about the other five guilds. So if you've been listening to us since Guilds of Ravnica was out, you might remember we did two episodes where we talked about the five guilds from that set. We're going to do the same kind of thing this week and next week. So this week we'll be talking about the Simic and the Rakdos, and then next week we'll cover the Gruul, Azorius, and Orzhov. Before we head into that, I do have a special personal announcement because it's going to impact a little bit of the kind of content that I talk about on this podcast. So I recently was hired by Wizards of the Coasts to work on a special little project that is got me under another NDA. So there are going to be things about Magic's future which I cannot talk or speculate about. Once we get out of Ravnica Allegiance, I'm going to kind of have to pull back from storyline talk and speculation and predictions and guessing what's going to happen with the big finale of the Bolas arc. Merit Lage. I can neither confirm nor deny that it's Merit Lage, but it's... Now you can no longer say it's never Merit Lage. I have a fun new freelance job. I am doing some writing for Magic the Gathering Arena, the new free-to-play digital version of Magic. I guess it's not that new if you've been in the beta since the end of 2016, or 2017. The years start coming and they don't stop coming. Now Jay and I have a lot less to talk about, so uh, actually I hope you and then uh, Brian, once he gets back, are uh, ready to get the speculation wheels turning, because it's all on you two now. Yay! Man, my theories are stupid. Y'all gotta get ready for that. We've had our share. Remember, Jay Carey and I were the ones who said Jaya was certainly going to die in Dominaria and divvy up her clothes among the rest of her friends. And I said, if that happens, then y'all die in real life. Well, then I'm glad it didn't happen, because I like being alive. So let's get on with this episode. We are going to start with the canonically accepted best guild, the Simic Combine. They are the green-blue guild. And they have a very tumultuous history throughout Ravnica. The Ten Parons that led the Ten Armies that became the guilds during the signing of the Guild Pact, we learned from the D&D book that none of them were human. So while all we know about the Simic Paron is that either their first or last name was Simic, we know at least they were not a human. And that is literally only the second thing we've gotten to know about them. One of their names was Simic, not a human. In Ravnica, it means probably an elf or a Vidalcan, but no one can really accurately say. Maybe they were a Vidalcan elf. Who knows? As we head into Ravnica Allegiance, their current leader is Prime Speaker Vanifar. 
She is an elf ooze from Zonot 3, which is one of the regions of Simic Guild territory. She is part of a politically fringe group that didn't have a lot of respect or power before the events of Dragon's Maze. In the years since, with Jace kind of being absent, her faction within the Simic has grown in strength, and she was able to bring up a vote and vote out Zagana from the council. Vanifar is now Prime Speaker, and she is doing a whole lot of genetic experiments that the Simic were kind of wary of doing before. Nominally, stuff that involves sapient beings, so humans and elves and Videlkin. As you can infer from statements about Vanifar, their previous prime speaker was Zagana, who is a merfolk. She is the one who led the guild back up out of the primordial oceans, which is a whole thing that I will talk about shortly. She set up this democratic council, one representative from each of the Zonots, which are the regions of Simic control. They are called speakers. Zagana was the first prime speaker. She is now a political, not refugee. She She's no longer part of the Speaker Council, but she still holds a lot of political influence in the guild and is still leading a political movement against Vanifar's views. Their guild leader from the original Ravnica block was an elf named Momir Vig, who was maniacally unethical in his experiments. He ended up causing the destruction of the entire guild, as I said, tumultuous history, and was a pretty big villain for that block. He was implied to be the last elf of his elf subspecies. So, for example, we know that there are the Silhana elves, which tend to belong to the Selesnia, and the Devkarn elves, who are kind of magic's dark elves of the Golgari. The elves that Momir was are all extinct now. And the elves that currently exist in the Simic Combine are from other guilds. We don't know who the guild leaders were between Simic and Momir Vig. There's 10,000 years of history that it's just kind of blank. The current speakers meet in a building called Zamic, which is in Zonot 7. That's the Zonot that is in the 10th district. It's the only real Simic territory in the core of Ravnica. A lot of it is in the fringe outer regions of the city. Before that, the guild hall was called Novien, which was Momirvig's research center. That was destroyed during the conflict in the Dissension novel where Experiment Kraj, a huge ooze, grows and grows and grows and assimilates the rest of the guild and wears the structure of Novien basically as a hat and then gets killed by Rakdos, and it's a whole mess. The Simic Combine's original role during the founding of the Gimpact Pact was as the medical professionals. They do a whole bunch of biomedical experimentation and genetic healing. For example, in the original Ravnica block, Fon Zunik loses an arm at one point and then gets it rebuilt by cytoplasts. So they have a fake arm. Well, I mean, it's not fake. It's a real arm. It's just made out of genetic goo instead of, like, people flesh. Like most guilds, the Simic strayed from that ideology. Momir Vig really pushed 
the science too far from nature. And part of Zagana Simic's ideology was to get back to nature and kind of re-embrace the natural parts of Ravnica and like help improve Ravnica in positive ways. And now Vanifar is once again pushing too hard on the leave nature behind and push science as fast as it can go stuff. So that's kind of the internal conflict of the guild. So I mentioned uh, the cytoplasts were a technology that Momir Vig invented. They were little globules full of genetic information. So you could put a gene in a cytoplast, stick it on someone, and that someone would start expressing that gene. So they used cytoplasts to augment and heal and manipulate the phenotypes of guild members, people outside the guild, all kinds of stuff. Now, that seems helpful at first, and like, oh, great medical technology. But Momir Vig had a nefarious plan where he wanted to create the perfect life form. He called this life form Kraj, who was this gigantic ooze in the middle of Novien. And what Kraj did is it pulled all cytoplasts on Ravnica into its own body, which killed almost everyone that the cytoplasts were attached to. Basically the entire Simic Combine and a whole bunch of other people who had been aggressively augmented with cytoplasts on Ravnica. So after the events of Dissension, there essentially wasn't a Simic Guild for decades. What happened is these sinkholes started appearing in the city called Zonots that led down into primordial oceans that Ravnikans had forgotten about over 10,000 years. This is where the merfolk emerged, so Zagana and her kin, and they were like, hey, we've been in contact with Demir agents over time, and we sensed that some trees that were being planted were reaching down into the ocean with their roots and thought, hey, someone might actually be trying to get Ravnica back to nature. Let's go check this out. Zagana emerges and delivers what's called the Fathom Edict, which established the Merfolk and Zonot 1, this sinkhole to the ocean, as the new Simic Combine. And since then, a number of Zonots have opened up across the city. While the Simic have renewed their desire to protect the natural parts of Ravnica and medically help the citizens of the city, they have also continued to engage in some of the wilder science experiments. So one of the things they do is help improve nature and make it more sustainable and make it easier to survive in a city world. So they take a bunch of animals and kind of mash up their parts. And these mutants and hybrids are called crisis. Some crisis are small and simple. Some are large and monstrous and they escape. And that's a whole thing. Some scientists push their experiments too far, as they do. But for the most part, the Simic have been a relatively benign reintroduction to Ravnican society. So because they are scientists, the Simic organize the guild kind of like a, a research facility where there are different projects and project teams. So for the Simic, they are called clades which in scientific terms refers to a system of taxonomy called cladistics, where a clade is a group defined by a similar evolved characteristic. Hit me up on Twitter if you want to learn a whole lot more about cladistics. It's fantastic. But anyway, the Simic Combine, for example, has the whole clade, 
which works on protection and defensive magic and defensive adaptations. The Fin Clade, which is about movement, hydrodynamics, aerodynamics, that kind of stuff. The Crypsis Clade, which is about obscuring information and hiding from other guilds and camouflage. And then the Gyre Clade, which is the group that is looking into the nature of magic itself, the patterns that exist throughout Ravnica, things like ley lines, things like counter spells, that kind of really theoretical high-level thought that is less biological and more metaphysical, but is still natural. The new Simic has this guiding force called the Holdfast Principle and the Upwelling. These are a pair of oppositional ideas that Zagana promotes to ensure that the Simic don't stray too far like Momir Vig did. So the Holdfast Principle is the idea that the Simic shouldn't stray too far from nature, like the way that kelp is anchored to the ocean floor. The Simic need to be anchored to the natural world of Ravnica. They need to accept the part of themselves that is from this world. Whereas the upwelling, which refers to the way ocean currents can dredge up nutrients from deep oceans and create algal blooms and blossoming of life at the surface, they also need to push and not become complacent. They need to continue their improvement of Ravnica, of the guild, of themselves, of nature itself, without being held back to the point of obsolescence. So these kind of competing ideas create a balance and a flow within the Simic Combine to prevent them from stirring too far in either direction. The problem is... This era of peace that everyone on Ravnica thought the Living Guild Pact would bring ended up way less peaceful. Jace isn't there a lot. We know Nicobolus has been poking and prodding at Ravnican culture and making things uneasy. This is Vanifar's group, the Adaptationists, who believe that in order to make Ravnica better, the Simic have to start by making themselves better. And if Ravnica wants war, the way to make the Simic better is to prepare for war. So Vanifar started the Guardian Project, which is the super soldier program that is turning sapient people into monstrous genetically engineered warriors to strike out against the guilds that would threaten the Simic. Whereas Zagana, who has now been effectively deposed, although democratically, and Zagana being relatively reasonable and being the person who put all these rules into place in the first place, accepts that she has been elected out of the prime speaker position. But she is part of a political movement called the Utopians, who believe that in order to make Ravnica better, the Simic need to reach out and work with other guilds, because only through combined efforts of the community can the whole of Ravnica improve. Everyone needs to get better in order for Ravnica to be better. They are the oppositional dynamics within the guild for Ravnica allegiance. So major guild locations, as I mentioned, Zamek in Zonat 7 is the guild hall. The other Zonats still have some important functions. Zonat 1 is small, and that's where Zagana lives, um, and it's kind of remote, but it's kind of the original Zonat 4 has been under attack by the Golgari recently, and it's 
led by a marine troll named Trifon. The attacks on Zonot 4 is what really gave Vanifar and the Adaptationists a lot of political power. Zonot 5 has this structure called the Helical Stair, which is kind of like a park that winds down towards the ocean and is an open place for non-Simic members of Ravnica to come see where the guild is about, so it's kind of their big public outreach center. Then they also have this flooded district called Jezeru, which is also known as the Lake District. If you think like Venice, Italy with all the canals, but the water level's a little bit higher and things are a little bit more isolated, but they have a lot of floating organic platforms that can cart people around and whatnot. Creature types that appear in the guild. Like every guild, there's humans, so we don't need to talk much about them. The main other humanoids are the merfolk, which we did not see in the original Ravnica block because they were still living deep in the primordial oceans that had been long ago covered by layers and layers and layers of city. The merfolk had been in touch with the Demir for... we don't really know how long, but the Demir had been communicating with them for some time, and then once the merfolk emerged, now they're kind of an everyday part of Ravnican society. There are elves, which, as I mentioned, are no longer Momir Vig's subspecies of elf, but there are probably both Sohana and Avkaran elves in the Simic Combine. Elves from elsewhere in Ravnica are now part of the guild again. And then there are, there are Videlkin, because they have a proclivity for science, and as one of the science guilds, it's not unusual that the Videlkin are here. There are also fairies in the original... We don't know if any of them are still part of the guild, but it wouldn't be surprising. When it comes to non-sapient members of the guild, you can understand that things kind of get messy with genetic engineering. Some of the more common creature types you will find in the Simic are oozes. Oozes are very malleable and very adaptive, which makes them good subjects for experimentation. They existed in the original... Ravnica block, the previous Ravnica block, and currently Vanifar is an elf ooze, so their current guild leader is part ooze. The Simic are the guild that has made the most use of the flying leviathans that live on Ravnica. So Simic Sky Swallower is probably one of the most famous cards from the Simic Combine. That is a flying leviathan that was augmented with Simic technology. The Simic, because of their ties to nature, do have a lot of elementals, which tend to be made out of plant matter or water. And then, because of their associations with Ravnica's oceans, they have a host of aquatic life, like frogs and fish and crabs and, you know, squids and all kinds of slippery, wet, sleek things. But also a lot of reptilian life, crocodiles and lizards. Drakes, snakes, basilisks, those kinds of things. A few bugs, there's some spiders and beetles, and some birds because they are still a blue-aligned guild. And then occasionally they will make a homunculus or two, but not in the fibblethip variety where they're small and timid and scared. In the monstrous variety where they have like frills and wings and still the single eye but are way more weird looking. So I talked about most of the important legendary creatures from the guild. So Zagana used to be the prime speaker. She's the one who brought the guild 
back out from the ocean. She is now known as the utopian speaker of that political movement. Momir Vig was the original guild leader. He destroyed the guild, building experiment Kraj, who was this huge ooze made of cytoplasts. Vanifair is the elf ooze, who is the current guild master, and she is a warmongering nutcase, pretty much. She doesn't sleep. She has engineered her brain to do hemispheric sleep, where part of her brain sleeps while the other is awake, and then they switch. And So she doesn't need to sleep, so she can keep being terrible the whole time. Not great. And then the last important Simic Guild member is Voral, who is a human who used to be a gruel barbarian and then joined the Simic and was augmented to be a human merfolk. He was the Simic Maze Runner during Dragon's Maze, but that's really the only important thing he did. And that is the Simic Combine. We are in the middle of the preview weeks, and it's, it's very exciting, the cards we have gotten from them so far. So now it's time to turn it over to Ashley to talk about the Cult of Rakdos. So we're going to talk about the actual best guild, the actual confirmed real best guild confirmed by me. Basically, if you like to pay money to watch people die horribly or like to get murdered by leather daddies and sexy harlequins, boy do I have the guild for you. Rakdos is the guild that provides entertainment for the rest of the city in whatever form that may be. It was also originally intended to provide manual labor for manufacturing, but right now there's nothing to suggest they still do that, so I think it's safe to say that is no longer the case. They can also be hired as uh, mercenaries and generic thugs, but you wouldn't really put them on your payroll. So mostly, they are Ravnica's entertainment, and this includes everything from street performers to satisfying people's more depraved and messed up desires. Most of you probably know already that they're one of the sketchier guilds, but they're not necessarily all evil. You will see like normal fire eaters and jugglers and stuff. That's not really covered in the story or represented on cards because it's not the fun part of the cult of Rakdos, but not all cultists are necessarily into violence and murder. So yes, the guild does offer normal forms of entertainment like non-murder related street performances unlike clowns. Theoretically, you could book one for your kid's birthday party. But you probably wouldn't want to because underneath the exciting exterior, the cult of Rakdos does get pretty sinister. They provide all forms of entertainment, no matter how morally correct or safe they are. The guild runs all kinds of questionable clubs, ranging from speakeasies, bathhouses, circuses, and brothels, to sex dungeons. You can go see dogfights or circus acts that, like I said, range from totally innocent to completely violent and messed up, and they will dismember themselves and their friends or you all for your entertainment. And people will actually pay to come see this or to just get killed. It's... Not really clear if people are like aware that they are extremely likely to die when they come here, if they're just into that, or if most people are just thinking they can go to a sexy evil circus and nothing bad is going to actually happen to them, but either way, dying is all part of the fun here. You don't have to be a member of the cult to enjoy the show or even be a part of it, but all this excitement is run by the cult of Rakdos, which is exactly what it sounds like, a cult that worships the demon Rakdos. Rakdos is a giant demon who looks exactly how you would expect, but for the leader of the guild known for nonstop partying, he really does a whole lot of nothing. He lives in a giant lava pit in the guild hall, Rick's Maddie, where people come to entertain him throughout the day. And then if he doesn't like your performance, which he probably won't because he's kind of a jerk, he will eat you. People also sometimes just bring him people to eat, I guess. He literally just lays in there getting fed all day long, which is kind of an ideal lifestyle. He has shown up in the story a few times that we know of, and 
None of these times he was, like, voluntarily doing things. Once was to wreak havoc on the city because he was being mind-controlled. Another time, Jay summoned a fake version of him, which nobody recognized as fake except for Xavo, who I'll get to in a second, because very few of the cultists actually see him in person. To the cult, Arachdos is less of a real guy and more of an idea representing chaos and hedonism, and it's really that idea that they worship. The main concept behind their cult is the freedom to do anything you want, even if it's horrible and kills people. They worship freedom from laws and the status quo for better or worse. The guild does not have much of structure because they're essentially anarchists and, like I said, value just doing whatever you want. Although they worship Rakdos, he really doesn't run the guild. That job falls to the Blood Witches, who are the closest thing the guild has to politicians and the only people who are actually in charge. People just do whatever they say without question, pretty much. And it's also my understanding that they're kind of the only cultists that use their brains. Politics has little place in the cult, but if a competition for power does happen in the guild, it would be among the Blood Witches. Since they're the ones who actually run the guild, they arguably have more power than Rakdos himself. The cult is divided into several rings, run by a ringmaster that has its own members, territory, and a specific thing that they do. There are different types of rings, the ones that operate diversion clubs, which have more tame forms of entertainment like alcohol and I guess drugs and just normal stuff like jugglers and circus acts. The debauchery clubs are where you will find pit fighting, prostitutes, tattoo artists, BDSM, etc. And then there's the one ring of torturers run by blood witches where you can go to literally just die horribly and you'll enjoy it. Different members of the cult include blood witches, who I already went over, right mages who lead the Rakdos festivals, which are basically big parties that leave a huge mess for the other guilds to deal with, madcaps who are the performers, roustabouts who are basically the employees at these clubs, and spikers who are like the bouncers or thugs or what have you. They kill people. You already know the Perrin Rakdos, so some other important past and present members of the guild are Isolda, the blood witch who was the acting guild master for a while until she tried to take control of Rakdos' mind to go wreak havoc in the city before she was ultimately killed by the other cultists. Xava, another blood witch who is presumably still alive, and one of the maze runners from Return to Ravnica. I don't know for sure whether or not she was the acting guildmaster like Isolda was, but she is based out of her own club, the Rough Crowd, where Jace unfortunately ends up meeting her and her numerous adoring bar patrons and or fans. I'm just assuming it's her club because Jace is able to track her down because after she kidnaps Amara, she literally leaves behind her business card at the scene of the crime. She spoke a lot more than most of the other maze runners, but she's still a pretty minor character. However, she's very funny, to me at least, and that, along with her being my second ever legendary creature that I ever opened after Lavinia, ironically, make her one of my favorite characters in all of Magic, so I really hope to see her in the story again. I might be the only person who cares about her, but whatever, I like her. To cut in, Exava is still alive. She has flavor text on Rakdos Locket from Ravnica Allegiance. Okay, good. Well, that makes me happy. Our newcomer is Judith, who is currently the Grand Dame of the Cult of Rakdos. I apologize for not knowing that much about her since I haven't gotten the art book yet, so I don't really know for sure what that means. But in all honesty, my original concern was that she was just going to be a less funny version of Exava. Other than the fact that Judith looks super classy while Xava is probably the opposite of classy and is kind of also a really mean person, it does seem like they have different roles in the guild. While my understanding is that Xava is in charge of her club, Judith is sort of all over as a star performer and political leader. 
Her thing seems to be that she is skeptical of how much the cult loves Arakdos, when she is the one who is actually performing and being super awesome. So we'll see, if she replaces Exava, I'm gonna be mad and kind of sad, especially if they end up being the exact same person, but we'll see. I wanna like her, she's just gonna have a hard time winning my love if she happens to replace one of my random favorites, but I love women who are evil and goth and in the circus, so there you go. My type, exactly. The obvious creature type here is demon. Rakdos is not the only demon in the guild. There's, like, lesser demons, and we know from the art book that he likes to cannibalize these demons if he feels like they're getting too much power. There's devils, humans, obviously, goblins, zombies, imps, skeletons, giants, also ogres. They've got, like, drakes that they fight. They've got, like, fighting animals. Drakes are one of them, dragons, that kind of like creepy stuff. They also have fire elemental animals like uh, horses and dogs and just like normal elementals. Fire is basically their thing, so the elementals they have are going to be the fire type. That means they'd be weak against water type Pokemon. That's exactly what I was thinking. A lot of undead stuff, but like not in the way the Golgari use the undead. The undeadness of stuff in the Rakdos is just kind of incidental side effects of their art. They are definitely a death cult like Golgari is. Golgari is a death cult in that, like, they worship death. And in the cult of Rakdos, they're a death cult in that they worship the implements and process that makes you die. They like to kill people. A cool thing that hasn't really been played up in the previous sets, but I have heard talked about more in this set, is how much their subversion of rules has become political satire. The idea that the powerful need to be humbled and brought low. My favorite Rakdos thing I've seen from the set so far is an image that we saw in the D&D book of the jester with the Jace puppet. That's so good. That's exactly the non-murdery part of Rakdos that hasn't really been played up before that I'm glad to see. And it's not that they all are about the violence. It's mostly about the chaos and the anarchy. I mean, that often leads to, you know, violence and, you know, doing whatever you want. A lot of people want sex. So sex and violence are kind of their big things. But it's also about politics. They hate the government. They hate people telling them what to do. They hate the other guilds and want to humble them because they think the other guilds want to have power over the whole plane and enforce their rules on them. And it is especially ironic that a lot of their clients come from Ravnica's you know, upper-class people, politicians, or Salvazorius people come in to get their fix, coming to, you know, get drugs and prostitutes. It is funny that those are often the people who end up getting killed in their shows. You know, as a sort of punishment for their hubris in an ironic way that I've always liked. Oh, also, they're clowns. Anyone who says they're not clowns is wrong. They have been clowns forever. I have been in this argument so many times. Oh, no, they're not clowns. They are clowns. They weren't that clowny in the original block. There was one card that was kind of clownish. They got a little more performative in Return to Ravnica block. They are fully down with the clown in this set. When Return to Ravnica was happening, everyone was like, Ashley, why, are you, why do you keep saying they're clowns? And I'm like, because I just know in my heart. I look at this and I know a fellow clown. Takes one to know one. One of the new Guildgate arts for the Rakdos is literally a big top tent with the guild sigil. So if you're into scary clowns and dark carnival kind of aesthetic, they have the coolest aesthetic and they're very cool. But again, I will reiterate, they also do have just normal people. Like, not all of their jugglers are going to kill you. But, you know, there's a good chance that any one of them also might 
juggling might be their day job, but their night job might be something totally effed up. Like an assassin. Now I'm just thinking of like a juggler with bowling pins. Like he's a juggler by day, but then by night he just like goes around and like clubs people on the head with bowling pins to murder them. (laughs) Which is just a funny image to me. Oh god, now you got me thinking about Homestuck. I hate you. If you would like to stop thinking about things and would like to avoid me making you think about other things, then we can just move into final thoughts and get this episode over with. So, Ashley, what is your final thoughts this week? My final thought is that um, I really do hope that Ixava shows up in this so that I'm allowed to like Judith because she's really cool. But like if she has replaced Ixava as like the Rakdos person, I just can't like her because it's I will hate that. So I, I really want her to show up just because I partially because I want to see her partially because I want to like Judith. I don't want to have a reason to hate her. That's fair. My final thought is if you look at Judith's art, the heel she's wearing, she can step on me. And she can for a price. You just gotta, you know, get tickets because they actually are booked a few months in advance. So you might want to go ahead and start looking. She's like a big deal. It's pretty cool. Like that we're getting an actual performer and not just like a cult. Like, I know you like the Blood Witches, but it's like. Well, Xava was a performer, but it was sort of implied that she was also like in charge. I just like that they're playing up the circus thing. If you like the creepy clown aesthetic, Rakdos are for you. I'm more of the elegant lines, sea creatures, and the color teal, so... And a nerd. (laughs) Yes, yes, the Squishy Science Nerd Guild. The Simic are for me, definitely. So whatever guild you like, or, you know, whatever guilds you hate, no matter how you feel about Ravnica in general, if you are excited by these new cards and would like to hear more episodes where we talk about things and would like to join a community where you can talk about more things related to the Vorthos side of these sets, you can find us on patreon.com slash thevorthoscast. For just $1 a month, you get access to our Discord community where we have people currently losing their minds over some of these amazing new cards who are going to be very excited when the actual... Ravnica Allegiance stories by Nikki Drayden start up again, these slice of life stories looking into each guild, which have been really fun. And then you really want to sign up before we get into this third Ravnica set where the whole Gatewatch battle with Bolas that has been brewing for years and years happens. It's going to be cool. If you support us on Patreon, we have some bonus content on there as well. And We're looking to do some cool new things sometime soon. We don't have exact rollout plans yet. As of this week, you've got one more week to join before we're hoping to start our uh, Ravnica D&D campaign run by me. Get a couple other people who are for sure in. But if you want to get in on that, as of this, when this episode is posting, we're starting in hopefully exactly a week. So you've got until then to join up. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I've never D&D'd before, so it'll be my first time. So if you're new to D&D and like magic, this will be a nice little opportunity to do it. We're probably going to stick with like shorter one-shotty type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing the Krenko adventure from the book with um, some little twists by me. And then if we want to keep going, we're going to just do a monster of the week type of deal. Nice. So that'll be a lot of fun. So yeah, head over to Patreon. Hit us up there. Shout out to everyone who has been supporting us already. It's weird. It's like 2019. We're not quite at a year of the Vorthos cast, and we're definitely not a year doing the Patreon, but because of the number changeover, it, it feels longer. So it's just been great having everyone who has donated already, and 
like to thank everyone who listens to our show and helps support us every week. So thank you all for listening, and this has been the Vorthos Cast.